Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a returning guest. This is somebody that I had on uh, last year, and I'm very excited to have back on the show, and that is Big Joe Helms, the Silverback. I am really glad that he was able to come back on the show. We talk about all kinds of things, kind of tell where he's been since the last time he was on here. He's wrestled in all different kinds of places, been doing big things in mid-states and SICW. And so, yeah, I wanted to bring him back on so we could kind of talk and see where he's been. We get into a few other subjects as well. We talk about his cars and some other hobbies that he has. And I'm just really excited for you guys to hear this episode. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Joe Helms episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear. And I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you're as excited as I am, then let's get the show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? (laughs) What? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a returning guest. Uh, This is a guy that I've actually got to see wrestle a couple times. And I've told you before that I thought that he has the look. He has it. And he has actually flourished quite a bit since the last time I had him on the show. He's been doing stuff with Mid-States Wrestling as well as SICW and other places as well. And I am very excited to have him back on the show today. He is a Missouri-based wrestler, and that is Big Joe Helms. Man, how are you doing today? Great, Jared. Man, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's very it's very good to have you back on here. You have been a very busy man since the last time I had you on the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I clocked my in my first solid year in the business. It was a little over 40, 40 matches total. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, before the new year started, um, I was already offered um, a year worth of dates with uh, Mid States, uh-huh. a year worth of dates with New Breed, oh, wow, and a year worth of dates with SICW. So, and that's probably going to be close to around sixty shows, sixty shows, and that's not and 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 some of those um, are a Sunday. That's not really counting in that. Uh-huh. Um, because we do TV tapings at SICW on Sundays. And I, sometimes I do three or four matches in that day. Oh, wow. So y'all do multiple recordings in a day then out there. Absolutely. It is so cool up there. There's a great locker room of people up at SICW. That place has helped me hone my craft Yeah. because there's so much wrestling that I got to do. And I got so many brains from all over the place and legends that are constantly coming through. Yeah. Well, I know that you said that he is one of the ones that, you know, he has a plethora of talent that comes through there, especially since he has names like uh, 
Cowboy Bob Orton and stuff, you know, right there with him. So, you know, he is a very big promoter in that area. Man, he's like the biggest because, because, you know, he's one of the ambassadors for the Cauliflower Alley Club. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I recently just learned about that actually. Yeah. It's, uh, I I became a member of that, man. It's, it's, you don't have to be a wrestler. You can be, you know, a big fan and join. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that money goes to help us wrestlers if we get hurt. Right. Uh, if we can't afford something, you know, we we talk to Herb or whoever and see if it, it's something that they can help out with uh, uh, or any of them fall on hard times. It's just uh, like a little insurance policy for, for the workers when they get older or something happens to them. That's really cool to have because, I mean, if one thing that wrestlers need that usually they don't get is insurance. So, yeah. you know, uh, it, it's nice that there, there's a group that can actually help out with things like that. Yeah, and it's not even about the it's not even about the um, the older wrestling wrestlers that you know fall on hard times or have you know lagging injuries from their day. Um, we had a, a guy at SICW, Mahler McDarby. He's a younger guy. He had ended up tearing his shoulder apart, mm. and they helped him with uh, surgery and needs you know for him to recover. That's really cool. I, I love yeah. hearing stuff like that. It's fantastic. I get to actually make my first trip out to Vegas um, in August with all the guys so okay so you'll get to go out there and uh kind of rub elbows (laughs) (laughs) so i noticed that we've got to see a little bit more of the silverback character um as of late uh when it comes to uh mid-states wrestling how has it been bringing that character back jared um you know you know i had been teasing i had was i even though i was the hired gun Right. You know, Stephen E. Yep. And we we're doing some bad stuff, you know, and um, and uh, finally, I, you know, I got to that point where me and Stephen, I just had enough of him and I told him to shove it. And <laughs> now um, I brought the silverback character out, which, you know, you, you, you guys have seen where I had kind of teased. I'd, I'd go somewhere else and I'd bring the character out. Mm-hmm. I would be I would be the monster silverback as a heel, you know, maybe in, in Tulsa or further down in Arkansas, just kind of testing the waters and seeing how the crowd reacted to it. Right. And it was overwhelming with just that. Yeah. And so once the decision was made, it, you know, to, all right, let's go. And um, not this past weekend, but the week before was the, it was the actual uh, debut of the silverback in, in the States. Okay. And this crowd has wanted it because, they they came to Springfield uh-huh. when I left the night that I left um, Stephen, and they had started a Facebook page that said "Set Joe Free," and <laughs> they were chanting "Set Joe Free" the whole place. It was it was insane, and um, they had signs. I mean, they were going nuts. Like they they didn't like Stephen, even right. though I was ill and the bad guy. They, yeah. I just, there was something about me that they really liked, even though, you know, they could just, they could tell, you know, right. my character was like almost kind of forced into doing it, even though it was supposed to be about money. Yeah. And so once I left and had enough of it. And so now Steven and all his goons are coming after me. Okay. All right. And so um, that debut was epic. I mean, it didn't have anything to do with Steven uh-huh. uh, during the debut. Right. 
But that crowd was so hot because they didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of them hadn't seen, you know, like, because I don't, I don't go out to the merch table with all the gear on. Right, right. I, I make it a special occasion that it's only entrance only. Yeah. And so um, I come out and that place was just kind of like jaw dropped. <laughs> and, then, and then once I got out there, they started chanting, Joe's going to kill you. Joe's going <laughs> to kill you. The whole place was rumbling. Joe's going to kill you. <laughs> and, you know, I had them eating out of the palm of my hand. And it blew me away because they actually got to see this other side of me that they they kind of teasing about. Right. And anytime I called for the fans to raise up out of their seat, I would just take my hand and kind of almost not not point to them, but kind of just like wave a hand out to them and raise it up, and they would get up off their feet and go nuts. If right. I pointed to the other side and did that, they would get off their feet and go nuts. If I started beating my chest like a gorilla, or just being upset, they went ballistic. <laughs> so I had them in the palm of my hand. You that's know? cool. That, that's really cool. And uh, I remember uh, from our first conversation that we had, whenever you were talking about, you came out and just destroyed a baby face. And the crowd's reaction to you during that very first time in uh, Mid-States you got a pop from the crowd because they actually enjoyed seeing you beat that person up. So, yeah, and I, would, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so now getting to see you uh, turn on a man that they actually have a disdain for and stuff. I, I imagine that was a deafening crowd. You know, I think I actually might've saw a video clip where they were chanting, Joe's going to kill you. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't seen that one, but, but, um, you know, I haven't even got to see that first match because uh, uh, Warren, I think his name is Warren, Warren, Jeff, Warren Anderson, Warren, I can't think of his name, Warren something, but it was who I uh, faced first. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we were going at it and I was slinging him around the ring. He's what he, he I had him by about 100, 140 pounds, you know. Oh, wow. And um, just I was slinging him around and, and uh, I hard buckled him and he slid out of the ring and I kind of went to chase him and he grabbed my leg and and kind of you know jerked 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 it down on the ropes and kind of tweaked my hamstring a little bit he come mm-hmm. in and just started clipping me clipping me clipping me over and over again working my leg yeah and um i finally get back to my feet and the crowd's going nuts because i don't know it. he's behind me on the top rope about to come off uh-huh and small turn around and he's flying cross bodies off the top and i got only one leg at this point and so I catch him, I catch him with one leg and I just press him, shoulder press him up onto my shoulders and hit him with my spinning cutter with one leg. And that whole place just went ballistic. It went crazy over it, you know. That's and great. It, it was literally like a six, I don't know, six and a half minute match. And the just the, the they were just insane. Yeah. It was just insane. Yeah. I, I remember, so the last match that I got to see you in was at the free show in West Fork. I was supposed to go yeah. to the Asylum Spring Show, but I ended up getting COVID, and I didn't think anybody wanted me to spread that around, so I stayed home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and we went at it. I'm yeah. Uh, the cool thing that uh, I saw, though, was whenever I'm sitting there, and you know I can hear everybody that's around me, and whenever you come out, they're like, dude, he actually looks like a wrestler. 
<laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, I, everywhere I, I go, even at the even at the Walmart, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because so I was in Harrison that right before my first debut, uh-huh. and I ran down there. I think it was to get some some duct tape or something for some wiring that we needed to tape down. And I'm, you know, just in my wife beater and my regular clothes, sweatpants, running around in there, you know. Yeah. And um, I, w- I walk around this corner, and this lady looks at me, and she goes, "Damn!" <laughs> all I can say is, "Damn!" And I was just like, "Oh, thank you," you know. And I'm like all embarrassed, you know, because everybody in the store is just all of a sudden looking, staring, right? You know, <laughs> like, like, okay, uh, you know, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're, funny. I get everywhere I go, and you know. Um, there was a lot of times I rode with Steven and, and, and here and there, and he would just be like, Joe, he said, he said, you know, you got to look, he said, everywhere you go, yeah. you look like somebody, like you're somebody important. You just, right. it's just, who you are, yeah. you know, and Herb said it himself best. He goes, Joe, he said, he said, there's a lot of guys up here trying to find their thing. And, and he said, it, it's hard for them to find their thing. He said, but you, you can walk out that back of that curtain and, and already know, Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, it's great, you know, being able to uh, have that feeling, knowing, you know, I mean, it can give you a confidence, I, I'm sure. Well, confidence, but then people think you get a big head, which I'm way past that. I'm too old for that crap. You know, I'm just <laughs> humble. I'm humble right. and I'm happy I get all these opportunities that I'm getting right. because I don't look like anybody else out there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you, you come from the, the football background and uh, yeah, kind of going back yeah. to what you said in the first uh, time you came on the show, you know, you, you had played football arena football and uh, uh, I believe it was semi-pro that you played and it was, you know, you did that for, I don't know how many years it was that you said, but you were 15. ready to do 15. Yeah. And so you were ready to do something else. And yeah, still got a lot left to give. So, you know, it's awesome that you're able to do this. You know, I, I'm very happy for you. Well, I mean, everybody's like, I don't know how you do it still. Like, I'll be right. 45 Friday. Okay. Well, happy and, early birthday. Thank you. And and everybody's like, and I'll have my fifth grandkid uh, in April. Okay. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> you, ain't old enough. you ain't old enough to have a grandkid yeah yeah i can show you you want to yeah. see him <laughs> you know, and it's just a, it's a matter of taking care of yourself you know even right. when i played all those years it, i took care of myself i ate right i lifted every day yeah. you know it, it was a it was a it, football that football that type of football wasn't just six months and then you take time off till the season starts again and then you start training yeah i Train year round. Right. It did stop because I felt that I had to be on my A game no matter what. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that. So kind of talking about football a little bit and everything. Do you have any thoughts on uh as we're talking right now, last night was the Super Bowl. Do you have any thoughts on last night's Super Bowl? I'm gonna be honest with you, ever since I started wrestling, that was the first full football game I watched in almost two years. Really? Yes, sir. Oh wow. Yep, I devote my time to training and yeah. watching wrestling and training with people, asking questions. Like it's it's a nonstop process for me. Kind of yeah. like um, like I said before, you can't have perfection without obsession, right? And um, you know, just like I did with football, I found people online that I would just study, study, study. Yeah, and this is different. 
you know, this is no different. Yeah. So do you have a favorite wrestler to watch that you, that you like to kind of watch their stuff? When I was a kid, I was all about Hulk Hogan. Right. As a wrestler, I'm digging into all kinds of big man stuff because I have this tendency to not realize I'm as big as I am. Okay. And, and I like to do things that I kind of get chewed on a little bit because, well, you're too big to be doing that stuff. Well, I can do it. <laughs> why not? I mean, if I, yeah. why not? I'm an athlete and I'm athletic, right? Do it. Well, why not? Well, that's that your big man style. Well, I can be any style I want to if it's over. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, well, that's true. Orthodox, but if, 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 if every, if every Chevelle is painted red or green, yeah, then you got every. That's all you have, right? Now, if you got a Chevelle with you know twenty-two inch wheels and a and a blower out there, you know you, you're different. Yeah, then people start to look at you. Though there's there's no reason to be the same cookie cutter person as everybody else, right? You know, they asked me. They said, like, well, "What do you want to work on?" You know, I'm like, "Well, I I can do all the big stuff anytime I want to, but I want to learn to chain. I want to chain. If I need to chain with somebody smaller that wants to chain." Yeah. I want to all paint with them and help them through what they need to do and back and forth. You know, right. I want to put on a solid headlock. I want to do a solid headlock takeover. You right. know, I'll be able to do all those other things that the, that the smaller guys do if I need to do it to have some, you know, diversity to my, to my arsenal. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm always trying like, so with SICW and their announcer, I'm always trying to throw that announcer off to make him, <laughs> try to what, what, what's he doing now so i would come up with with different um different um submission holds and stuff yeah and um you know i learned how to do the 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 octopus hold oh okay and so it's it's not a standing or the one on the ropes it's it's you know you you get the guy down on all fours and you hook his left leg with your with yep. your uh with your right and you just set them back and you set them up and you hook your leg over the top and you grab the arm and you pull it around. Like, you know, it's like it's an abdominal stretch and right. there ain't nothing you can do about it. Right. <laughs> I butt can do it. <laughs> and I tapped a few people out with it up at SICW and they were just like, what? <laughs> that's and that's great. My goal is to always go up there with something different to show like, man, this guy's developing, this guy's doing something different. Well, look at this. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you you constantly morphing yourself, you know, not sticking to one thing. Don't want us to do the same thing over and over again because everybody's just like, oh, there's that. Well, I know what's coming next. I don't want to be the guy. I don't want people telegraphing what I'm going to do next. Right. I always want to surprise. Oh, well, that's different, you know. Yeah, I don't want to be the the five-move guy. Yeah. And they, you know, they try to pump that, just get five moves, just get really good at those five moves. Yeah. And everything else you have to do is just complimentary, which I get it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it, with what you're doing, though, you're able to tell a much more in-depth story because what you do is you're a storyteller when you're in that ring. Absolutely. And so yeah. being able to do things that you don't normally see a big guy do furthers that story because then it's like, okay, well, this didn't work. Say you do come across somebody who you can't keep down. Okay. In the future, you know, um, 
so you do have other moves. And so if you have those in your arsenal, then when it comes to that, well, what do I need to do to put this guy down? And so you have more than those five moves, you know, and that's, that's an interesting, I, I love that way of telling the story. Well, and you know, it's no different than say football. You know, yeah. you, you have, you have like 180 plays that you memorize and yep. you don't really realize that you you memorize those 180 plays because all it takes is th- this formation, this guy to move and it becomes this one. So you could call it, you know, whatever you want over here and then call it a trap over here because it's basically the same play. You're just moving the formation of here. Right. No, yeah. You're changing up the play. So I know you've been wrestling in a bunch of different places here recently. So where all have you been wrestling, actually? Oh, man, I think I wrestled. I think it was like seven states last year, man. I went down to Texas, Kansas, uh, Missouri, Illinois, uh, Arkansas, uh, Oklahoma. Like, man, I was just everywhere. That's Um, cool. I got to I got to meet uh, actually not just meet but I we, we picked up Lex Luger in um, Wichita yeah and we rode together all the way to um, uh, Dodge City Kansas and did a show there for uh, it was a mid state show we put together and it oh, was wow. to support um, Special Olympics I think it was okay I, I and, actually think I remember you telling me about uh, or telling me that you got to ride with him what was that like. There, there and back. It was great. I mean, the guy is just so cool. Like, I, I wanted to talk to him about his physique. I wanted to talk to him about, you know, what he ate and all that stuff. And he goes, oh, he said, he said, and I, and I talked to him about the, the bodybuilding. He's like, oh, I was never a bodybuilder. He said that, that, that thing that Vince did, he said that didn't even, even didn't even last. He said, um, yeah, he said, I credit my physique and all of that to Sting. He's the one you want to talk to because I did everything that he told me to. Really? <laughs> and I was like, well, I ain't going to see you Sting anytime soon. So. <laughs> 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 hey, you know, Lex said I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an yeah. invitation to me. Yeah, and until I asked him about his football career and, you know, and, and you know, all that where he was because, you know, once he found out that I played arena, we just kind of talked a lot uh he's a very religious man now yeah and so you know i just we just we just talked about just cool things you know the nwo and 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 the horsemen and things like that you know just questions that you've always wanted to ask that you just never knew you'd have a chance to yeah yeah that 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 is really cool i I know right after that happened um there's another podcast that uh, I listen to quite a bit and that's the bumps and thumps podcast and Brian Ferguson had him on there as well. And that was really interesting to listen to some of his stories and stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else did I get to meet, man? I got to meet Kevin Sullivan last month. Oh, cool. Okay. Andrew Anderson. Uh huh. And that was pretty wild because, you know, I'd put on my hired gun gimmick you know, I you know I went without the shirt and everything because my physique's gotten a lot better. I come walking around the corner and Andrew Anderson looks up at me. And he goes, looks at he looks at Kevin Sullivan and he says, "I don't want him to touch me." <laughs> and I said, "You got nothing to worry about. I'm on your side, brother." <laughs> and then they uh, commence to try to set Flash Flanagan on fire with barbecue lighter fluid. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting that night. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I had a little conversation with uh because they, they told me, man, you got a good look, you look good, like like 
you know, just they, they, the, the same thing I hear from everybody, you know, like I heard from right. Haku and everything. And I got to talk to him and I said, so what convinced you to do the, the dark side role? And his eyes got real big and bright. And he, he looked at me and he goes, he goes, MTV. I said, really? He, he goes, yeah. He said, well, he said at that time, all them horror movies were coming out that were, that were, that people were just all excited over. Right. And he said, I decided to just go with that gimmick. And I said, okay. I said, well, well, let me ask you this. I said, at what point did you realize, like really realize you had something really good with that dark side that you did? Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, well, he goes, uh, I came out after a, after one of my shows, one of my matches, and he said, these, these people set their own van on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess that's a good indicator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those guys, they just want to talk, man. You know, they want to tell their stories. And they, when you ask them something that's just not, that's something that the people normally ask, they just get real all bright and all excited, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually got to meet uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, a few months ago. And uh, that was really cool to just stand there and talk to him. He was at the Comic-Con that I went to, and it was him. And then JBL was right beside him and everything. Okay. And so I'm just sitting there. Huh? How was JBL? He was quieter than I thought he would be. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, He was very reserved. You know, he did. I was wearing my podcast shirt, and he looked at my shirt. And he looked at me and he said, if you give a dad a podcast, what does that even mean? So I uh, kind of explained it to him what it was. And there's a, they have a handler that sits there with them. And she was like, you know, it's kind of like if you give a mouse a cookie, you know, it, it's a it's a children's book, you know. And he was like, oh, OK, you know, and I got to tell him about my show and then, you know, talk to him for a few more minutes. But he was very uh, quiet for the most part. Um, I, I figured he'd be a lot more um outspoken yeah but um, well, i mean i've done a lot of that outspokenness <laughs> yeah <laughs> over the years you know for sure he uh but uh going back to hacksaw um i had a buddy with me who doesn't even watch wrestling and he went with me this year because uh the guy that plays fry from futurama was there so he wanted to go see him billy west so okay. that was really cool meeting him and everything but um we stood there. There was nobody in line for Hacksaw. So we stood there for probably a good 10, 15 minutes just talking to him. It was like a normal guy. And it was it was really cool to be able to do that. And you could just see his face light up as I'm talking to yeah. him and stuff. So yeah. Uh, I, I see Did what you, you're saying. Uh, you see that where he stopped that home home invasion intruder that one day? No. What wait, what? Oh look it up. Look it up. Uh okay. this guy come barging into the house. And he he stopped him dead in his tracks. Yeah, there's a there's a story about it. This was just like I think it was like right before Christmas or right after Christmas. Oh wow. Yeah. Did he get in the yeah. three point stance and take him out? I think he put a I think he put a forty four in his face. Oh well, I mean that'll work too. <laughs> I mean, shoot, you know, Axel, he's kind of up there in his years. I don't think he wants to roll around with anybody, you know, yeah, outside of wrestling anymore. You know. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, you know, you got a forty-four right there because he said he lives in an, an area where you could just keep the door open. You know. Oh. And this barreling in, he said something about screaming about, uh, "Oh, they're trying to kill me or whatever." And, and I think it, I think it was because he was, it was just he was putting on because he got busted. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So, something that I know about you that uh, I 
after talking to you last time, and we didn't really get into this much, and I've seen you talk about this on Facebook a few times, um, you like to work on classic cars. Oh, absolutely. So When I get time. When I get time. <laughs> so I think you said that you had a few Impalas, uh, correct? Absolutely. Yep, yep, and I've had a few. <laughs> so how many do you actually have, and how many are you working on? Oh, let's see. I've got one, two... Three, I have three 64 Impalas. One's a two-door hardtop. Uh-huh. The other two are four-door hardtops. I have a 63 Impala four-door hardtop that I, I gave to my dad because he needed something to work on because you know he's old and retired and has nothing yeah. to do. And I have a 95 Chevy Caprice on 28s lifted 12 inches with, with Lambo doors and all that good stuff. Wow. That's and really cool. Just, accumulation of things you know and the one the one of the four hard tops uh has a uh uh three pump uh eight switch hydraulic setup on it so that's cool that is really cool uh do you have a favorite my man man you know uh, out of the ones that i have uh-huh. or just like the favorite impala L- let's let's go both ways okay so i got real partial to the 63 four hard top uh huh. Um, my first car was a four was a two door hardtop sixty four. Okay. Um, always wanted a convertible. They're just so hard to find. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stuck with the Impalas, you know, most of the time. And um, you know, I got I got real partial to the sixty three because I bought it for a thousand dollars, and the guy I bought it from it sat in a abandoned salvage yard for like thirty thirty six thirty seven years. Mm-hmm. And um, it was only missing tail lights and the the radiator and something else. Oh, the mirror on the door for sitting in there. And they, everything else was there, but it was full of brush where the animals had pulled it up in out of the hole in the trunk. You know, I mean, it was level to the seat. You couldn't see the floorboards. Oh, okay. It took me three days to just clean out the inside of the car just to get Jeez. to the floorboard. And, um, I got that car running and driving in less than a month under its own original powertrain. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And the car, it says it has like 36, 34, 36,000 miles on it. And I actually believe that that's what it has because there's no $100,000 or $100,000 mile wear on the um, the brake pad, on uh-huh. the, brake, the, foot, the, foot, the foot pedal on the inside of the car. Yeah, because that's usually how people tell if it if it has a wear side, if it's wore out flat on one side, yeah, it's got a hundred thousand miles on it. Well, it don't have none of that. And then when you look underneath the car, uh, where you would think there would be asphalt in the fender wells and stuff, it's clean as a whistle. Really? Yeah, it's even got the original uh, Western Auto shocks on it that 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 they're that are solid. They actually work good. They're not wore wore out or nothing. So I think an old grandma had the car and something happened because the, the wiring was all like spliced and stuff and they couldn't get it started. So they just parked it and it wow. was it, on all the paperwork I could find in the bottom of all the crap. Uh, and it was from like Arizona. So it was an Arizona car. So it was really straight and solid. Yeah. And so I kind of fell in love with it. I put like gear drive and stuff in it and chromed out the engine, put all new dual, uh, flow master exhaust on. It sounds amazing. I just gave it to dad. I was like, here, you take it. It's the <laughs> only thing I want. I, if when you pass away, I want it back. <laughs> and so he ended up getting a title for it and, and put transfer on death to me. So, okay. And he's it up. So, but I mean, I got partial to that one, you know, because it's one of those from, you know, 
from the rubble. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your all-time favorite car, though? Oof. 58 Impala. Verbal. Okay. Okay. 58 Impala. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm partial to uh, to the Impala myself, um, but it's because of something else that I love. Uh, there's a TV show called Supernatural. And uh, oh, yeah. so they have a 67 Impala that they drive on there. Yeah. And yep. ever since that show, I have absolutely loved the 67 Impala. And uh, there was one down the street from my parents' house, just sitting out front for years, and it, they weren't doing anything with it. And, you know, I, I finally got the nerve up to go ask them about it, and they got rid of it. So, huh. yeah. Because you went and talked to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they usually say, I'm going to fix it up, and they're like 95 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, that's... Buddy. That's my favorite car. I know it's a boat, but I, I love it. I had a two-door hardtop with the 327 300-horse uh, power pack in it. It was it was pretty sweet. It was, red, it was red with a black vinyl top, and everybody thought it was a Chevelle. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nope, it's an Impala. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I, I do love uh, the classic cars and stuff like that. My, my dad has a friend that lives out in California, and that's – he's retired and that's what he does is he just uh um restores classic cars yeah i love it man like you know everybody would want i would want one that's completely done but at the same time i love trying to build them up from the ground up because i mean it's it's almost like a you build a love for it right and finding the parts that you want for it is a treasure hunt yeah and who don't like a treasure hunt right Oh, for sure. I mean, that that's the love about it. And you see these people with stupid money, they'll go buy four or five of them and trash them and and they don't care. Yeah. And it's hard, well, and that's probably why I got so many dang cars is because I've, <laughs> I've developed a love for them and I can't get rid of them. <laughs> Man, it's it it is. It's hard because that that um that that Caprice, I turned it into a, an Impala SS. Uh-huh. And it lifted it. When I got it, it had 90, 80, 88 or 90,000 original miles on it. It was a grandpa, grandma's car. Wow. And it was a cream puff. And it still got all the original leather interior in it and everything. It's super nice. And um, I, bet, I bet it only has like 100, 164,000 miles on it. You know, and it's a 95. And, um, you know, I put all that work into it, man. You know, and I mean, I'll probably never get that out of it. But it's just like. I just wanted to have something different. I'm just a different person, you know? Yeah. So do you have a dream car that you would like to work on? I I own them. (laughs) You own them. (laughs) I own them. Well, there you go. So uh, you've got that going for you. And that, I I love that. That's great. You can't get. So what would you say is next for you? Uh, would you say that maybe there's some gold in your future? Oh, I mean, I mean, SICW has got me on a kind of a push right now, man. I have not lost in, I have not lost the match in 2023. Um, anyway. And um, I will be going, I, I, will, I have entered into the Bruiser Brody uh, Battle Royal Memorial. Okay. 
that's going to be made. And there is like, right now there is like 20 or 21 legends that are going to be there. And it's, uh, it is the 64th anniversary of wrestling at the chase. Okay. And, um, they're inducting, uh, Gerald Briscoe. Mm-hmm. JBL is going to be there. Buff Bagwell, uh, million dollar man, uh, Virgil. I mean, dude, the grappler, like there's some, the legend legends there that are going to yeah. be there. I mean, there's, uh, you know, Cowboy Bob. I mean, it just, I mean, if you go to SICW's page and look it up, it's going to be at the Aviator Hotel, which uh-huh. I still got my reservations to get my room. Um, yeah. It's, it is going to be the biggest thing. It, like, it's going to be like, this is my WrestleMania. Yeah. Because of all these legends. I get to perform in front of these people. Right. You know? And so uh, it's, it's really exciting for me to, like, this is a huge stage for me. Yeah. And uh, for me to get the opportunity, you know, I'm so thankful to her and all of them to like to, to, to see my value, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that, it has uh, been really nice to be able to see that because uh, you're uh, I don't know. You're working with uh, Lucky Pete Larson now, right? Yes. OK. And man, that dude can talk. He cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, I sit here and watch him and he cracks me up and, <laughs> and then he is so hardcore about, about me and my character up there, you know, yeah. and like he just, he's beating him, he's beating him over the head with my, you know, my character up there, you know, and it's, 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 it's great to have the backing. Like right. he is a legit, solid manager. Like he, that guy's went to bat for me and, uh, you know, lucky his name, his name's Pete, Pete right. Rosen. He's okay. a legitimate, he is a for real lawyer. Okay. And, and that man, that man is is a managerial genius. He can talk. His his favorite wrestler was Roddy Piper. He was really good friends with him. Uh, that man, uh, right before Christmas, uh-huh. he says, he says it, we, we finished the show, and he says, "Come here, Joe." Yeah, I said, "What? What's up?" He goes, "Here, talk to uh, uh, talk to Lanny." And so I looked at the phone. I'm FaceTiming with Lanny Poffo. Oh wow. When I got to talk to Lanny before he passed, you know, this was like right before Christmas. Yeah. And you know, I got to say hi to him. It made my it made my life. You know, I got to talk to yeah. the savage man's brother, you know. The yeah. genius. Yeah. And you know, it's not every day you get to do something like that. No. And so, you know, it's just it's just little things like that. You know, I, I might I might end up he from what he said, I might get to cross paths with Missy Hyatt here for a while. All right. Uh, that's the name I haven't uh I remember as a kid. And uh She's wow, that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it's just it, it's been such a blessing yeah to, to have met Herb. And you know, I can thank Jason Jones for that because he had brought Herb to that one show when I did the I started, you know, with my hired gun. I, right. I did uh uh it was a uh oh the VIP match, which is like the pre-show match. Yeah, and then everything just started building. Well, Herbert saw that, and he was so impressed, and he wanted to get me up there. And you know, the rest is history, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jason Jones, that is a busy dude, and oh, he man. is keeping you guys busy a whole month of February. You yes, guys sir. are having shows every single weekend. Yeah, and my match with Doomsday Saturday was number nine on ten matches. Oh wow! Okay. So, so what we're doing is we're doing um, we're doing TV tapings basically, and we're going to take those 
and send them to uh, the, some of the TV stations to see if we can get picked up. That would be great. We're going to load some of them to YouTube for YouTube shows. Okay. And so, and then we'll, we'll be allowed to use that footage to either make like highlight reels or send to promoters and things like that. Yeah. And so, you know, and as you can see, like we, I went down last week for training and we did some promo shots. And so my, my profile pictures that my silverback gimmick and yeah. man, that came out so good. It, it totally looks like some comic book stuff, like a comic book character you know, come to life and, and, you know, it's just been, I mean, this, this month of work down there is just unreal. We set the whole, the whole, the whole, um, show is set up like the original, like TBS. Yeah. With the flag hanging down and the entrance is straight to the ring. Right. I mean, it, man, he spared no expense. Like it's, it's legit. It's legit fire, man. It is. It's amazing. That's cool. I, I definitely, uh, want to come out there and see that because you know i haven't got the opportunity to do that but um i'm going to try my best this year to make it out there for that because i mean i think you guys are only an hour and a half away from me so i mean it's not that that far of a drive for me i drive an hour and 14 minutes yeah there to the hoser train you know so right right so you know I got extended family that drives down there, man, and friends that come down for this last one. Oh, really? Yeah, one that I'd never see. I so one guy's name was Jim Updike and his uh, and his son. I, I used to paint when I used to paint houses with uh-huh. my brother, and he's like, "Man, he told his dad, you got to come down here and watch." Well, he got to see my first match against Doomsday, and it was. I mean, there were people talking like like it was, if not the match of the night, it was pretty close. Yeah. Like it was insane. And so, and he was just like, holy moly, that was, because he never went to one of them. And he's like, he's like, well, my son won't be down next weekend, but I'm thinking about grabbing the grandkids and bringing them down. I was like, yeah, do that. But now he's one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make you one. <laughs> well, so we speaking. Yes, you do. The The talent there is um, amazing. You know, I, it's a very good lineup of uh, wrestlers there, you know, and I know that yeah. Jason Jones takes it very serious on putting forth a very professional show. And I, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> serious is an understatement. <laughs> so there was something that you posted online, and this is going to what you were just saying uh, just a minute ago, you know, the doomsday match. So, you said you if you yeah. weren't there that you missed a war. Kind of talk about that match a little bit for me. So, um, so you know, Steven's been a, a brewing a little bit. He's upset that I left the group. Uh huh. And you know, I you know I was a silverback when he found me and brought me in, and you know, gave me this deal with the hired gun, and you know, I left that, and you know, my first. You know, that first match, Steven didn't didn't even fool with me. I just think he was trying to put his put his evil plans in 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 place. Right. Um so, you know, I didn't find out until, you know, just a few days before the show that that I was gonna take on Doomsday because he had a big surprise for me. Uh-huh. And um, so, you know, I just had the game plan with that, you know. Well, okay, seven foot doomsday. You know, okay, well, let's rock. You know, I'm a big guy too, and I'm not afraid to, you know, to take you on. 
And so, uh, you know, I just, I get to the ring and we just get, we just face off and go at it. Yeah. And I mean, we spare no expense. We didn't, we didn't hold back with each other. That's cool. I, that, I want to see it. I'm sure that'll be on, I know they come out with DVDs and things like that, or would this be part of the stuff that you're sending out and putting on YouTube? It will be, it won't be on the DVDs. It's going to be YouTube. It's, it's going to be YouTube shows. Okay. Um, you know, we went through this match and, and uh, I mean, we got to a point where we were just exchanging shots in the ring just as hard as we could with each other. Yeah. And uh, you know, we, we connected with the, with the double clothesline. And I think that we were, we were going to take each other's head off at the same time. And I think there's a picture I posted where it looks like we're three or both of us are three or four feet out in the air. <laughs> because <laughs> i guess we just you know i ducked one and we just thought the same thing and we just leveled each other wow and uh you know what come down to it that um you know he started to cheat a little bit ah. and um and i i got to the point where i i, I was about to choke slam him and uh you know jim fallon his little little tag team buddy come in there and, and punches me in the back of the head and i turn around and he starts to lay into me some chops and I'm chasing Jim at this point. I've already, you know, deep you win. And uh, Stephen E slides his chair into the ring and doomsday blasts me with a chair from behind. And, uh, and then Fallon, you know, he, he blasts me, he blasts me with his, his, uh, whatever his cutter thing is. And, um, lo and behold, man, you know, I had some help from the back come out, Gary Graham come out and come out, chase him off. And so uh, Doomsday made the fatal mistake of when when uh, Gary hit the ring, he dropped that chair beside me. And when he went after Gary, I picked that chair up and I just lit him up like like Fourth of July. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a it's a that match. It, I mean, we went we went at it. I think I even I think yeah I did. I, I come off the second I come off the second second turnbuckle with a shoulder tackle. And blasting with that, and so like there's some there's it's 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 a it's a I can't wait to see it. It's it's going to be an amazing match. Man, um, I can't wait to see it either. It was, and I I think we only went like about six and a half minutes on that match curtain wow. the curtain. Um, so uh, down the road there's going to be uh, a Helms Doomsday too. Okay. And it's, well, it's it's not going to be no six minute match because after me taking that chair shot and that cheap crap, yeah, it's, it's no. I'm going to demand. I'm going to demand some time. Yeah, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick that man apart. <laughs> man, I can't wait to see that. So, kind of going into some of this, uh, some of the, my questions that I have here. I just have a few more for you before I get you off of here. Who would you okay. say is one of your favorite opponents that you've had since you started? Um, you know, I wrestled Roscoe Monroe quite a few times. Uh huh. I wrestled him in West Plains. Yeah, I wrestled him in Springfield. I think. Yeah, wrestling in Springfield and wrestling in Harrison. I wrestled him three times. Uh huh. And um, just I mean, with Roscoe being like sixty-four years old, dude's in good shape for being that. Uh, yeah, 64 and he takes out he took out the punishment that i delivered on him very well and yeah. you know i was impressed with what he could take right and i mean he's a crowd favorite mm-hmm. and i mean he did pick up a dq win or a count out win over me when i left steven so 
he did yeah. get one on me. Yeah. You know? So, um, but yet I'm still, I've not been beat in mid-states. I've not technically lost in mid-states. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I like Roscoe. But as far as just tit for tat, great match, that doomsday match was, it was it's just one I can hang my hat on for now. All right. Like Chad, Chad is, Chad has a, has a, just Chad's, Chad's a great guy, man. I like Chad. Yeah. Chad, I mean, he's been around a long time. Doomer has a great mind for, for professional wrestling. Awesome. So I want to know, has your answer changed? Are you still, which do you prefer heel or baby face? You know, um, you know, I was really, I think I was real partial to being heel because I got really good at it. Yeah. Well, I got really good at like, if, if I thought I was going to forget something, I could just go to something dirty. Right. Yeah. And, and I was nervous going back to face because when I started as a face, I didn't have a whole lot of time and time in the ring doing it. Yeah. And so, um, I was really nervous when I went back as the silverback to get into the ring and, and not, not do dirty stuff. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. Right. Right. But then I talked to my trainer, Terry and everybody else. And they're like, Joe, there's not really much you have to change up because being the silverback, you're aggressive. Right. You're, you're, you get angry. You're mad. You, mm-hmm. you want to tear everything apart because you're territorial. Yep. Um, you just, you can't throw punches. You have to throw, you know, you gotta, you gotta throw open hands. You can't choke anybody on the ropes, but you can beat them down. I mean, you could just, it's, it's, yeah. you know, you just have to change a couple little things and then, and then be nice to the kids and <laughs> one of those kids. And I got to tell you a story about this. You're going to love it. All right. Once kids see you, then you're great. So I'm over at the merch table and I come out, this was, um, it was last weekend, not this weekend. It was a weekend before when I first debuted. Okay. And there was two little boys running around there, and they both had a little lucha mask on. One had a little white lucha mask on, and his grandpa brought him over the table, and they wanted me to sign some stuff. He come over there with his hands all all cupped up to his chest. And you see him just with this, this look of despair on his face, right? I'm like, what's uh-huh. going on? And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, my grandson wants to come over and tell you something he feels really bad about. Uh, because he said some really bad stuff about you last time he was here. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he comes over, he comes over here to come over and talk to him. And I was like, he looks up at me with these puppy dog eyes, like almost in tears, man. You know, uh-huh. and I'm like, what's going on? He goes, well, well, I just wanted to tell you, like, I wanted to apologize to you because I said some really, really bad things to you and about you the last time he was here. And I just wanted to say I was sorry. And I was like, what are you talking about? I said, <laughs> I said, Maybe I said, I, you know, I, I said, I said, look, I said, last time I was here, I was, I wasn't such a nice guy. Yeah. I was a bad guy. I was doing mean stuff. And I, I said, and I said, you know, I said, you're supposed to boo the bad guys and you're supposed to cheer the good guys. That's how it works. Right. I said, it's okay. And I signed his little stuff or whatever. And I said, it's all right. Yeah. Not a big deal. And uh, and he just kept coming back over there, and he, and he kept coming back over apologizing to me. And I said, come here. <laughs> and he walks over to the table. I said, no, come around here over here to me. 
And I, and I get down there right there close to his ear and I give him a big old hug and I tell him, I said, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's all going to be all right. Okay. And he just kind yeah. of shook his head like, yeah, and went on about his way all happy, you know, and <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's little things like that, man. You know, when you, you know, you're having an impact on them, whether if once you're a bad guy and then you're a good guy and then you, 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 these kids, the motions, you know, you know, you're doing it right. If you have that reaction with people. Yeah. And this whole last week, whenever it was announced me versus doomsday, uh-huh. the closer it got to showtime, the more inbox messages came about, oh man, you got this, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. people, I don't even know who you are. I don't even think you're a friend. I'm on Facebook, but you're, <laughs> but you're hitting my inbox and telling me, you know, I can't wait about, blah, blah, blah. they're just so excited, you know? That's and cool. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, wow, this is not what I expected. Like I expected it to be a little over, but like, after one match of debuting at Harrison, and I just think they were ready. Yeah, I think they were ready for something new, a new hero, uh, just something larger than life. Yeah, and it's what I told. Uh, I think I told Stephen the other day. I said, I said my character jogs the memories of the of the older generation. Yes, and cap- and then captivates the young. Definitely. And that's, and that's, that's great because now those kids want to come and those parents are going to bring them. Man. I love hearing this, that I love those kind of stories, you know, with the kids, you know, cause they get so excited. I remember yeah. being a kid and how real it felt to me as a kid. So, you know, th- yeah. that, that's amazing. Yes. yes. And then when you got that larger in life person getting down there with you on your level and telling you it's okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Don't yep. you worry about the thing. You have fun. Yeah, you know, and you don't get that at the WWF places. No, w, you know WWE, you don't get that. You don't no. get that kind of reaction. That's right. why I'm like, if you if you want to drive 180 miles to go to these shows and spend ungodly amount of money, but you got such good talent in your backyard that you won't drive 20 minutes and spend way less money and have the interaction as an independent show. Yeah, independent show you're going to spend less money than you go into the movies and you've got live interaction that you can't get nowhere else. Right. Well, I mean, you've probably heard me tell this story before my first ever um, independent wrestling show that I went to the main event was Duke Cornell versus Luke Langley. Oh yeah. That was probably by far one of the best matches I've seen in years. And I even told Luke at, after it was over, I said, dude, that's better than 90% of what you see on TV. Amen. You know, Luke is amazing, man. He is amazing. Yeah. He, he is. Um, so he ended up doing two title matches Saturday night. Like opening, he, he went against Blue Bolt. Oh, wow. And and he opened challenged and uh uh Colton Vaught challenged him at the at he was the the tenth match right after me. That's crazy, man. Yeah. He and he put on two bangers, man. Luke put on two bangers, you know. And I'm like, I'm you know next to me the merch, and I'm just like looking at him like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You are so awesome, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so quiet. He's so quiet and humble about everything. And he's like, yeah. oh man, you did a good job. And he just has this little this little smile on his face, like, well, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just so humble and, and just great. He, he has a great craft, and oh, I don't yeah. understand why that guy isn't like making millions of dollars somewhere i know uh, he yeah, is the best around 
his physique is amazing. He's a great guy. Yeah. And he he can do anything. He can make he can make anybody look good. Right. Yep. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, I, I'm actually excited. I'm going to get to see him next weekend. I'm going to get to see him wrestle. So on Sunday. Oh, right. Diamond, Diamond State. Yeah, Diamond State. It's like right yeah. down the road from my house. I'm going to take my kids to it. We're all excited. You I know, actually yeah. might be taking uh, one of my daughter's friends to it as well. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's right down the road. Why not? Yeah. 20 bucks. You know, I mean, come on. I'll go to any wrestling. Yeah. If it's right down the road for me, I'm going to go. I was mad because right before I got into professional wrestling, uh-huh. I didn't know. I lived two blocks from where Jason was putting on mid States the whole time. And I had no idea. Oh, I wow. Seen the little thing going by home mid States wrestling. I'm like, get out of here. I've lived over here six years and had no idea that that was right by my house. <laughs> I was angry. Because I, I, I used to go to indie shows all the time. I used to take my kids to them all the time, and, yeah. it, and it's crazy because now they'll come and watch watch Dad, you know, yeah. and, and and or Papa Papa Joe. So I actually have a funny story with my son. Um, you know, I take them to shows now and everything like that, and yeah. that's a lot of how I get the wrestlers that I have on my podcast. You know, is from the shows that I've went to and networking on Facebook and things like that. Um, yeah. My ex-wife told me the other day that uh, my son is telling everybody that his dad is famous because of this podcast, because of all the wrestlers and stuff that I get on here. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Because the thing about I, I've I've realized is I remember I remember when I was a kid, my dad was like, like a superhero. Yeah. You know, and let them let them live that. You know, yeah. we may be like, yeah, I ain't no I ain't no superstar. I ain't no, you know, I ain't nobody famous. Right. But to that that kid, man, yep. you're hired in government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just kind of a cool moment because you know, um, I, I actually have a pretty big guest. I haven't announced it yet. Uh, that's gonna be coming on the show um for my anniversary show. And uh nice. I, I met him at Comic Con and all that stuff. So I told him, hey, because they're actually it's it has to do with the TV show that he watches. And I said, Hey, I actually got this person to uh, agree to come on the show. And he was like, I knew you were going to do that. I was like, really? What? He's like, yeah, of course you are. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it was kind of a cool moment, you know, cause he has a lot more faith in me than I guess I do when it comes to this. So. Right. Yeah. Kids are, yeah. kids are like that though. You know, I, I, I love it. Well, that's the thing, man. They, 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 they they believe you're going to do it if you say so. So you yep. better, better chop it up and get it done. That's <laughs> true. Yep. So just a couple more questions. Um, okay. What are some of the goals you have for the future? Uh, you know, I want to wrestle Trevor Murdoch. Okay. I want to maybe get in the ring and train with him a little bit. I want I, I want to match with Trevor. Yeah. You know, I've heard so much good things and I know, uh, you know, Steven's a good friend of his. Yeah. And, um, that is just a guy that, you know, I want, I want to be under a learning tree. I want to get into the NWA. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, that I would love to get into the NWA. I would, um, you know, I mean, I'd like to go as far. I just want to go as far as I can with it. Right. 
you know, because, you know, my my window of time isn't great for, you know, the big companies. But even if I had a few dark matches here and there or, or you know, or even got in the NWA, hey, yeah. that, that's solid by me, you know, because, I mean, it was even, you know, with arena football, you know, that was my NFL. You know, yeah. if I, you know, I didn't make it to NFL, that was good enough for me because I had opportunities to play like NFL Europe and I just didn't go. Right. So, so you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm never going to stop trying to improve and get to those places, but I just know my window of time is not where it should be. And I'll take anything I can get and I'm just going to keep working hard for it. Man, I, I, I'm one of those, I, I believe in you, man. I do. I truly do. Uh, I've been saying it since I first got you on the show, since I first got to see you wrestle, you have it. And if anybody can do that, I believe that you can. Well, I appreciate that. It's just the, you know, it's one of those things. I'm just going to keep working to it. And if, uh, you know, if an opportunity presents itself, sweet. Yeah. You know, you know, it's just like, um, I had a conversation with Herb the other day and he's like, no, Joe, he goes, I don't care too much for your, your new, your new you look. And I said, Oh really? You don't like the the silverback. He's like, no, it's just not my thing. He said, but he said, I said the same thing to Vader. And he said, uh, he said, tells you how much I know. (laughs) (laughs) So he's a great guy. Like he's got just so much knowledge. Yeah. You know, so that's somebody I think I'd love to talk to when it comes to this show. I think you'd have a lot of knowledge to bring on. You can sit down for two hours and you're so entertained. You don't, you want to keep going. Right. Yeah. I I can see that happening. I've had that happen a few times. Um, I've actually got uh, Bob Evans uh, scheduled to record next Monday with me. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that one as well. So yeah. So, uh, and I know he's got a lot of that, um, that knowledge. Yeah, I did his seminar when I first got into this. I went down to um, CORE and I did okay. his seminar. I don't know if he remember me, but if he did, he he would he, he saw me and he was like the big the big you know big box guy, the big ball box guy. Watch out for that guy because you know I stuck out like a four thumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 been great, and I'm excited to get into new breed too. But I yep. do see gold in my future. I feel I feel it's coming. At the right awesome. time, it'll yeah. happen. Awesome. But I'm also one of those people that I'm over without having to have a title around my waist. Right. So it's but, kind of that uh, that Kurt Angle or the Undertaker. You know, they're they're their own. Yeah, I mean, Andre didn't have to have a title. No, uh. Uh-uh. You know, you they're know? they're their own thing. You know, and, they're their own I, draw. And people always tell you, "Oh man, they don't mean anything." And I said, "Yeah." I, I get that. I get that to an extent, but right. to you, to your fans, yes, it means the world to them. Correct, because they're the ones buying your merchandise. They're the ones that are following. They're the ones spending the money for the ticket sales. They yep. want to see their champion be a champ. Correct. Yep. And if they ever win that title, they'll always be a champ in their mind. Yep. You know, and I got one guy. I think his name is Jeff. Jeff Benoy. He's always messaging, hitting me up, man, you're my champion no matter what. You're, you're the champ no matter what. You know, and it's, it's constant. He'll come see me at the shows and shake my hand and have to give me a hug and be like, you're my champion, buddy. I believe in you, you know, and it's, that's they cool. just go into it. And that's even as a bad guy. Yeah. 
even wow. as a bad guy, it was, it was still the same, you know, playing the heel. It was the same. And I got told the other day, they said, Joe, you're big Joe. Whether yeah. you come out with a hired gun, you come yeah. out as a quarterback, or you yeah. come out in the dadgum chicken suit. <laughs> they're going to love you because you're big Joe. Right. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, I can't, they, you know, they just, they just like me. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to be. Um, yeah, it is. So do you have any, speaking of your fans, is there anything that you want to say to them? I just want to tell them, let's, let's just keep pushing through 2023 and, and, and let's hope together that, that we can just shoot for the stars, man. Cause I can't do this without them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't be, I can, I can be big Joe, but I can't be big Joe, the wrestler without these people, right. these people come in and they buy seats, they fill the stands, they cheer, they show the promoter that, I'm valid. Yes. I'm, I'm valuable. And I'm something to these people, something these people want to get behind. And, and if it ain't for them, I'm, I'm, I'm not who I am. Right. Yeah. So if people want to follow you online, how can they do that? Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page. I just look up, just look up Joe Helms. And you'll see my you'll see my uh, silverback picture on there. Um, I had a business page, but it's kind kind of locked out of it for now. I got to I got to restart another one. <clears throat> okay. So, all right. But yeah, um, yeah. I'm mainly you know at the mid state shows is my I, it's actually that's actually my home my home base is mid states. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll be I'll be debuting at uh, a new breed in Eldon, Missouri, March 18th. Okay. Uh, as the silverback, and um, you know, I'm at SICW in Southern Illinois, which is on uh, YouTube on Sunday nights at, at 8 p.m. Yep, yeah, I like to get a lot more people on there watching, you know, uh, it's great, and it's there's so much talent up there, also. Those guys are great, great, great locker room, yeah. Um, I actually got to wrestle Kyle Hawk yesterday, okay. That is Tatanka's nephew. Really? Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's really neat. And um, I ended up taking him out. <laughs> <laughs> he got the payout choke slam. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so we can expect to see a lot of people getting taken out by uh, Big Joe Helms in 2023. Yes, I, I feel some. I feel some gold coming of some sort. Uh, I just, I just feel it's just a matter of time. Shoot, yeah, by the end of twenty twenty three, man, I may have four or five of them bad boys. Who knows? <laughs> Call you Joey Six Belts? No, I, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. That's, that I, I see people doing that all the time. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be that trend. Oh man! <laughs> I, all right. I, I've seen people have fun with it, but I just think it's goofy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, it has been great talking to you tonight. I have really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I can't wait. Show, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to try to make it out there to a mid-state show here real soon. It's not that far for me. I've been uh, dealing with some uh, stuff trying to get my prescription right for my glasses. I can't really drive at night right, right. now. So right. once I get that all squared away and everything, I will be heading out that way so I can go to a show. Yeah, you'll have to get one of my hired gun dolls. I got a few of them now. 
Awesome. I, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> have to get one of those. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a great night, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future for you. Yeah, I'll just we're just going to keep pressing on. All right, man. Thank you, Jared. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over, and we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over, too. And we're the co-hosts, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Devil Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Joe Helms. I had a lot of fun talking with him. And like I said before, I can't wait to see where he goes next. I can just see his trajectory just going up from there. And I can't wait to see it. So, uh, yeah, we'll probably check back in with him maybe sometime in the future and everything. Get him back on the show to kind of talk about what's going on with him again. I always enjoy talking with him. I'll send him a message every once in a while and we'll just kind of chit-chat, you know. And uh, so, yeah, he's a good guy, and I really enjoy talking with him. So, my next episode that you will be hearing is with my first female wrestler that I've had on the show, and that is Judy Azul. You will be looking at that episode on Thursday of this week. I've got some uh, scheduling things that I have to do to work out, because I do have a special episode coming out in the next few weeks. Um, I am getting close to my one-year anniversary show. So I will be having two episodes that come out this week, this one that you hear Monday, and then I will have another one on Thursday for you guys to hear. So make sure that you tune back in to listen to the Judy Azul episode. I really enjoyed talking with her. She was a lot of fun. She has that bright personality that just makes you want to smile, and I was very glad that I got to talk with her, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that episode. So make sure that you tune back in and listen to that one, because it is a very good episode as well. I've got some really cool ones that are coming up. Um, I actually had my next two confirm that they will be 
with me. The episode coming out after that, the one right before my anniversary episode, will be with a man that you have heard me talk about on this show before. And that is my beginning band director, George Pekorski. As this episode is releasing, I will be recording with him. And I'm very excited for you guys to be able to hear his story and all the people that he has worked with um, when it comes to music and things like that. He's left a mark on a lot of people's lives, and I'm very excited for you guys to be able to hear that episode. So make sure that you do tune in and listen to that one as well. He's got tons and tons of stories. I talked to him on the phone the other day, and I'm very excited for him to be on, and he's very excited to be coming on here as well. So if you guys want to follow me online, you can do so by going to Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or Hive or in uh, TikTok, any of those places, and you can find me. Just look up if you give a data podcast, you can find me on there. I believe on Facebook it is the acronym um, IGADAP, uh, I-Y-G-A-D-A-P. Um, you can find me on Instagram, and that is Give a Data Podcast, and on Hive and Twitter, it is Dad Podcast One One, and my TikTok and my Snapchat are both the IGAD app as well. But just go and look me up. Like I said, you can go on Google and look up Give a Data Podcast. You can find me all over the place, and yeah, just come and follow me. You know, send me a message. Tell me what you think of the episodes that are coming out. Tell me if there's something that you would like to hear or if there's something you would like me to ask one of my guests. Send me a line and let me know. Also, if you'd like to send me an email, you can do so by sending it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Send me a line on there as well. If you like what you hear, make sure you send me something and tell me that you like it. Or if you don't like it, tell me it sucks. You know, I just love hearing from you guys. So um, also, if you like this episode, go out and rate it and review it. At the top of the page on Spotify, or if you're listening on iTunes or something like that, and give me a rating. Let me know what you guys think of these episodes. That way I know if I'm bringing you the content that you want to hear. So I want to give a special shout out to my podcast network, the OIW Podcast Network. You can find all kinds of great shows on there. You can find mine on there, as well as some other ones that uh, do a little bit of nerdy talk as well. We've got wrestling shows on there. We've got shows that deal with retro video games, if that's something that you would like to hear. So go and check them out, OIW Podcast Network. Um, If you go to my link tree, I should have a link to there. Or if you just want to go to my show notes, I'll have a link to it in my show notes as well. I also have links to my merch on there, and I will be having new merch coming out here pretty soon. Um, So yeah, just keep on the lookout for that. All this stuff is in my show notes. And I just want to give one last shout out to the guy who made my ending theme song for me, D-Cure. He is awesome. Still coming out with great music. He had a new song called Undead 2 that came out the other day. And it's really good. It uh, Dude never misses when it comes to his music. So just go out there, check out his stuff. He's awesome. If you like my ending theme song, go and support his music as well. So I'm going to close this show. Make sure, like I said, tune back in on Thursday for the Judy Azul episode. It's going to be a great time, and you'll be glad that you showed up. Don't miss it. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. Spinner
my room rounded, but I got a podcast on. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.